Welcome to the 1K Mom Podcast. I'm your host, Katie Fleming, and this is a podcast all about showing you how to make money from home while you are raising kids and building your business. This is a show where we will talk about the mindset, the strategy, and the tactics on how you can begin to monetize your brilliance. Hey, 1K Moms, welcome to today's episode. Today, I am speaking to Heaven. This is Heavenly Griffin. She is a business coach and wealth mentor and the founder of Her Divine Wealth, a platform for the boss lady ready to manifest her divine wealth and create the freedom and success she desires through a thriving business. Combining her passions for a woman's power, such as intuition and business strategies, she has scaled her business to work with clients on their divine feminine and masculine energies to create the perfect business balance. Heaven is a boy mom and wealth and business coach who empowers women to build a successful business through wealth consciousness and manifestation. Her work focuses on creating wealth through a balance of business strategies and feminine energy work. And she is also a mentor in her essential oils team, teaching moms how to build their businesses while bringing natural solutions to their home and lifestyle. Heavenly believes any woman can manifest her divine wealth. Well, I am so excited to have you on today. How are you? I'm doing well, Katie. I love the intro. You sound so amazing, so thank you for that. <laughs> well, thank you. It was fun reading all about you, and I know we've been trying to get this interview done for a while, so I'm excited to finally talk with you. Yeah, mom life, right? Mom boss life, always yes. busy. <laughs> well, tell me about your family and all that good stuff going on there. Yeah, so I'm also a military wife, so I, I know a lot in my story is that my husband kind of has been gone throughout my my journey. Um, and also my son is almost 10 months old. So we were just talking about him getting into the standing and walking phase. And really my family's my backbone. It's the integral part of my business, right? So I absolutely love, love being a mom. Yeah. Well, how has that, like, how has your family shifted the way you run business or have you always kind of run business from the stance of, of your family being that backbone? Yeah, so I actually already came from a family that had their own businesses, and is the business I have is definitely different than their normal brick-and-mortar kind of business, but my family has always supported me, and in that, I've always seen how important family is to keeping that strength, having that support, and ensuring that you're really passionate about what you're doing. That's my really, my why. Yeah. So they're absolutely amazing. I love it. I feel that's so important in my business. <laughs> I agree a hundred percent. And how, how did your business change when you had your son? Because I mean, 10 months, you've kind of maybe found your groove 10 months in, mm-hmm. but how did your life and business change once you had him? I actually had no business before him. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, I started building my coaching business two weeks postpartum. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So Really, once my son came out, I was like, I know I have to do something because at the time, I kind of quit a lot of things when I knew I wanted to become a stay-at-home mom. So I was already kind of in the business field. It's just building my own business was so new to me. And that's really where it started, two weeks out of the hospital. Wow. So, okay. So when most women are like trying to heal and recover, you're like starting a business. Gosh, yeah. And I was still healing at the same time, which is 
one crazy adventure in its own. Yeah. So I know we kind of talked about um, postpartum and that your journey there. I would love for you to take me into that and what you went through during that season. Yeah. So I'll actually backtrack to when I was pregnant. My husband is in the military, so he was gone since the beginning of my pregnancy. I actually found out I was pregnant when he was gone. And then really through trainings and him having to go overseas, he wasn't there for throughout the whole pregnancy. And he also wasn't able to be there for the birth. And then also recovering. Actually, my husband's actually coming home next week for the first time, you know, actually living with us. Yeah. So he'll be able to see our son grow. And from that point, I really tried to be so strong just because I, I kind of have already been in the military lifestyle with my, my dad as part of the military too. And <clears throat> I just wasn't expecting to kind of fall into a spiral trying to be so strong for my family when I really wasn't even really feeling the strength within myself. Yeah. So I started building my business of course, two weeks out of the hospital, but I was pushing myself. And that's why right now I teach so much on the masculine and feminine just just because I push myself way too much. And it led to a lot of learning lessons, a lot of, you know, things that I I could have done in a a better way. But it was always me just trying to push myself and push myself. And sometimes my why really (laughs) kind of, pushed me because I was like, oh, well, I have to do this because, you know, I'm missing, I'm missing time. I'm, I'm going to keep going. And from there, I struggled with postpartum depression because of course my husband couldn't, it's really not an option. (laughs) He couldn't, he couldn't be there. He couldn't do the nighttime feedings. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, So definitely I had the emotional support for sure. Um, But the physical support and actually trying to do it on my own while building a business. And at the time I was finishing up my business degree. So I was a full-time student. Okay, it, yeah. I pushed myself too much. And that's where I'd have the nights where I'm like crying. That's where I'm like breastfeeding my son and I'm in tears. Yeah. So, so really real quick for like the people that are listening that have no idea what you mean by masculine and feminine, when you said that they might've, they might've thought about the men in their life or the females. Mm-hmm. It's not really a male or a female kind of thing, but if you could just explain like what that means for the, the layman's terms. Absolutely. Okay. So yes, you're totally right. It's not just men being masculine and, and women being feminine. It's kind of integrating the energies to where feminine is really like the ease and the flow and actually really feeling into the energy of having a really good life in good business if that's what you have and the masculine is all the logical analytical really step-by-step processes so integrating those together is where you find that balance kind of the yin and the yang yeah yeah Yeah, I definitely I'm trying to think of like what other terms people call them because I've done I guess it hustle versus the flow Mm, I think would be the best way to explain it you know the Gary V versus the um can't really think of a good Gabby Bernstein (laughs) there you go yeah yeah but just we need both but we don't we don't want to be um do we need both I mean we do we all need both can it be an oh can we be is it moment by moment like I guess I'm kind of feel like it's really your kind of flow 
I mean, you don't have to stop and say, okay, am I too masculine right now? (laughs) Or if you're really kind of like this, when you think about it, if you're working, because I know most of your listeners are moms in business. Mm -hmm. um, If you're thinking about yourself working, right. And you're so in flow after being inspired by something or listening to like this podcast and you get really inspired and you decide, okay, I'm going to create content. Okay. Easily. That's a balance of masculine and feminine feminine because you're doing the work, but you're already inspired to where it doesn't feel like you're working harder. Does that make sense? So it naturally comes to us, but sometimes, for example, there's a time where you're working too hard and you're not inspired at all, right? You're working too hard, but you're thinking of, oh, maybe I should go feed my son, right? Maybe you should go feed your son and then bring that phone in back in. Yeah. Yeah. I think it, it has a lot to do with the motive behind it. Why are we doing this? Why are we hustling? Yeah. Is it because of the flow, the inspiration that we've had or the impact? Or is it, um, is it like just, I've got to hit this goal or I've got to do this yes. because it's on my list or, or whatever it is. So do you think that with your husband being gone, it just kind of made it worse because you had to f- kind of fill both roles? There was nobody else around? Yes. Yeah, so I actually have a lot of support from my mom. Um, but even that thinking, you know, that spousal support, it's completely different. So I did feel like I was kind of doing both roles. And to be totally honest, there were times where I, at the time when I had postpartum depression, I just snap on my husband and he didn't have to do anything. You know, I just immediately say, oh, well, I'm doing this. Right. But he's over there and he's doing that for us. Yeah. So it's kind of like, we're both doing our roles, but just in different ways. And that really, that really did make it harder. And it kind of, I feel that is what led me to experience that because if I had him in person, maybe it would have been a little different. Yeah. So why do you think um, moms or women who've gone through this postpartum depression season, why do you think we kind of hide in, in our emotions and don't really talk about it during that season? Based on what I've experienced, I believe it's because we're expected to be so strong. And there's this thing in our society where you're supposed to just bounce back. I'm sure you've heard that. And that's absolutely not true. You get to feel into those feelings because if you don't and you suppress it, then you just end up blowing up later, right? You blow up into tears, which is what I did. Like crying at night was not my ideal situation that I wanted to go through versus actually feeling it and talking to my husband about it. I didn't tell my husband. And that was something that came later down the road, but I know that I could have and I should have because sharing that and being honest about your emotions is so important. And then I feel like every everyone who may be, or not everyone, but some women who may be experiencing it really think about well, I don't want to look weak or I don't, I want to look strong. I want to look like I've bounced back, right? It's easy to look good, but we're kind of suppressing that we actually don't feel good. Yeah. So for the mom that's listening to this, maybe she's going through it or maybe she's got a newborn. Um, How can we, how can we find support throughout that season? Yeah. So really, I mean, If you're looking at support, there's so many different ways. There's family, there's friends, there's even like, I know hospitals offer so much support. It's amazing. And then also, I mean, there's even coaches for women who are going through postpartum depression. 
there's so much support around you, but you have to be willing to ask. And of course, I talk all about manifesting. So if you're not asking, you won't receive it. Mm-hmm. So kind of tell yourself, like, it's okay to ask for help. Yeah. That that's nothing to be embarrassed about or nothing to feel weak about. Yeah. And if somebody, okay, so how can we prevent this? Because if we, we've got a lot of moms that are listening and they may or may not have a baby right now, but it could be a future s- sort of thing. So how can we prevent ourselves even from conception, not, you know, to not move towards that postpartum depression? Definitely. So <clears throat> it's actually crazy because I never thought I would experience it. I always was like, I'm going to be so strong and I'm, really feeling confident that I'm not going to do that. And I'll be totally honest. I, I did have that kind of, I don't even know what the word is for this, but that thought where it was a choice (laughs) and it's, it's really ignorant. But at the time, you know, having my first baby, I kind of thought, well, why would you even allow yourself to experience that? You know, Mm. and I'm sure I'm not the only one who thought that way. Because sometimes society puts this thought that we can control every factor of our life. Postpartum sneaks up on you and you honestly don't expect it. So I never expected it. It wasn't until I actually recognized it. But I definitely think a great way to kind of recognize it and stop it, not really stop in its tracks, but allow yourself to overcome it is looking for support immediately. Um, what is the other thing? Like really recognizing, recognize your feelings. If you're feeling mad or sad, I know women can be one of both. If you're mad or sad, admit it, recognize it, and just kind of ask yourself, how are you going to feel into it? So don't ignore it, actually feel it, and then allow yourself to let that emotion flow. And then you can work on I talk a lot about about forgiveness, so work on forgiving yourself. Even though you did nothing wrong, forgiveness is seen as an opportunity for you to allow allow yourself to let it go. Yeah. Did that really resonate? While you were talking, I mean, it's just the first thing I thought of was leaving space, like letting letting ourselves work through these emotions because, I mean, just like we're leaving space in our life and in our calendar to heal. I mean, I had C-sections, so like – I have to be pretty darn housebound for the first week, at least I can't drive for two weeks. There's lots of little restrictions medically. I mean, that's a different story, but, um, but just, we leave space for ourselves to heal physically, but we've also got to leave some space for us to heal emotionally. Um, and not, not being afraid of that. And like you said, kind of feeling into those emotions hundred percent and not putting any judgment or guilt on them. Uh, we're thinking, well, Sally, she is a rock star mom. She was back at whatever. She didn't have anything, but it's like, we just don't know the stories that we're all dealing with. And, and motherhood is so hard. And oh, it is. I mean, it just, and it's nothing like you expect it to be, um, especially with that first kid. And even the second kid can throw a whole wrench in your plan. <laughs> but um but just leaving space. I mean, guys, we've got to heal emotionally. We are, we are women and we are super emotional beings and that's part of our strength. Um, and I'm sure you can speak to that, but just letting kind of letting that, that season of emotion, like just play out. Um, I, I'm sorry, I'm kind of talking here, but I just feel like in looking back over my pregnancy or in a postpartum times, I definitely cried a lot. I don't know if I put the label of postpartum depression on there. Um, 
But I think one thing I did, and probably because of the good support system through my husband and my parents, was I allowed myself to fully feel that emotion and fully like shed the tears, do it. Um, I can remember like Nutella sandwiches were like my go-to snacks when I was breastfeeding my first daughter. <laughs> I mean, I, cause you're always hungry and like at 2 a.m. Yeah, when you're feeding, like, like my husband would get a sandwich, he'd make it for me. I'd sit there and feed her at 2 a.m. in the morning, you know? So I don't remember where I was going with that, but just <laughs> I like, love it. Oh, oh, I'm sitting there crying, eating a Nutella sandwich, nursing a baby. Um, these are the memories I have, but like breastfeeding is hard. Raising a new oh, human is hard. Adding this new thing to your life is hard. Um, and so whether you've got that added postpartum depression, hormone regulating part on top of it, like it's just flipping hard. So realize how awesome we are as moms and women and just kind of allow it. Yeah. All of you listening, you're all amazing moms. And I can really resonate with that because when I started my business, I honestly tried to make it look so perfect. I hid postpartum so easily um, behind that smile. And I really tried to sell that dream life. And that's something I'm very honest with my, my audience about because in the beginning, I was always wondering what was missing. My audience was listening to me, but they weren't kind of resonating as much as I like. And then I was like, I just have to be honest. I have to be really raw with this. And I just came out with it on live video. <laughs> I admitted that I had postpartum depression and I cried. The video's not still up, <laughs> but I cried my eyes out. It was, it was so emotional. Um, and that's when my audience really resonated because that was my true self and I was being really honest about it. And it's so hard. It is hard. I mean, up at night breastfeeding, I'm still breastfeeding and I'm just like, he needs to wean off already, but (laughs) it's, it's definitely something that can be downplayed where it's like, Oh, you make it look so easy, but secretly it's not easy. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, if you're listening and you're like, okay, this is podcast is, is really great. I love what she's saying, but I just, I'm not nursing. I don't have a new baby. I've got like 10 year old. Mm-hmm. You're probably listening to this, but here's the, here's the connection point I want to make for you. She came into her true voice. She shared what she was going through. She was real and vulnerable. And there are ways that you can do that and, and kind of get on the same level as your audience and really build this huge, huge connection point with your audience. And that's kind of, I I feel like in 2018, we've got to get real. We've got to get raw. We've got to be total Instagram story type life up in here and just share who we truly are because we all can see through the baloney all day long, you know? So true. So take opportunity to share you as scary as it might be share you and what you're going through because that is going to lead to the maximum impact and income that you can have. I love that you brought that up because even if you're not, you know, mom with a baby, but you're a mom or you want to be a mom, no matter what, stay true to who you are and actually share your message. So one of my clients, she wants to have a baby and she went through a whole, she's actually still going through a whole rebrand, but this is the true her. This is the one that she's, the woman that she's really wanted to be, but always kind of hid behind. So I kind of told her like you, you get to decide what you do moving forward because when you do decide to become that mom, that's when you're already in your authentic voice and your truth. 
yeah. where you don't, you don't feel like you have to hide anything. Yeah. It brings a whole new Absolutely. level of freedom. Yeah. Just really be true to your core and honest with your audience and show up the way you want to show up. Don't, don't let fear of judgment or fear of worth or anything else hold you back. I love it. Well, you know, I have this one question on my notes from when we originally planned to talk, which was a whole different topic. And it says, curious to know why you're going to business school. I'm just legit curious. And I actually, I should have read this part. We don't have to talk about about this on the show. (laughs) Anyway, here we are. So I'm just curious, like in 2018, like what is sending you back to business school? Yeah. So I actually already, I graduated December, 2017. Have we been trying to schedule that this long? Yes. We've been trying to schedule this since last year. That's actually so funny. Oh my goodness. Yeah. It's been that long. (laughs) Mom life. Okay. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah, So I graduated December, 2017. In August, 2014, I started my business school. And I mean, at the time it was just general, general education, but I moved into business because my mom was in accounting. So I was like, oh, I want to do accounting because before then I was supposed to enlist into the army. Mm-hmm. So uh, at the time I was like, oh, okay, it's either the military, which was my family's kind of lifestyle or go to college, which is the other side of my family's lifestyle. So I went into accounting just because my mom was doing it. And I ended up finding this passion for just business because I come from a a family of entrepreneurs. So it was amazing to me what led me here. So I didn't intend to build my own business, but it led up to it. And the business degree was just something that was a perk that I already had. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm an accounting grad, so I was that nerd, but I never went into working uh, in accounting just because it was almost like you came out of college and you were expected to work those 60 to 80 hour weeks. Yes. I was, yeah. I mean, I knew from the age of 20 that that was just not going to work. I was going to be a mama and (laughs) figure out a different way to be ambitious and build a, you know, a life for our family. Did you become a mom at 20? No, I got married at 20, but I still knew like here, here's how like plan ahead I was. I, my grandfather gave me a car for my 18th birthday. I think he like got me like a new used or used car. And I remember telling him, I was like, I want a little SUV because I need a mom car. He's like, you're 18. I don't understand. <laughs> like, yeah, but we still have that car to this day. So it's been very helpful. And it definitely was my first mom car. Now I've got the van. So You'll have to, if y'all are listening and you're like team minivan or team like SUV, go, go tell me on Instagram. I would love to hear. Oh, I love that. Ongoing debate. I actually (laughs) resonate with that so much because I was actually an intern at an accounting firm and it was tax season. Oh gosh. gosh. That's, that's like death. (laughs) Yes. And from there I knew I am not going to be working in a cubicle. I cannot. And I actually ended up changing from accounting to just business management because this actually led to a story that I didn't know I'd end up sharing. But around the time I found out I was pregnant, my husband had just left for training and I was taking an intermediate accounting exam. (laughs) Now it's my favorite. actually. (laughs) I don't know how, because I failed it. And it's funny because I was so sad and upset that I failed the exam that 
I ended up crying because I had never cried when my husband left. So I ended up crying, not just over the exam, but over the fact that my husband was gone. Yeah. So it goes right back to suppressing your feelings and not recognizing it. Oh my gosh, it's so good. Yeah. Okay, so sidebar, tangent. Um, so every year, my dad comes up with like this family axiom for the year. So it's like this mantra, so to speak, for like the year. And in past years, we've had ones such as Gafui, GGSD, and I'll get into those probably at some point, but the one for this year, oh my gosh, so good. Don't suppress the stress. So if there's ever like a moment or something that happens or somebody says something like just calling it out in its tracks and not letting it sit in you and like not suppressing it. If it stresses you out, call it out, deal with it. Um, if there's a relationship that's not serving you, say goodbye. Like, Oh, so yes, I'm a big fan of not suppressing that stress. Gosh, I love that you brought that up because I mean, in business and even as moms, I'm sorry if you hear like a plane flying over, (laughs) but even with that, we don't allow ourselves to say no or let go of what doesn't serve us. Yeah. Right. It's easy to really play into the feminine and just say yes to everything. That is one of the feminine factors (laughs) Mm. where you just say yes to everything, even if it no longer serves you, even though you know it's not going to benefit you or your family or even your business, you just say yes because you think you have to. So absolutely let go of what does not serve you. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Love it. Love it, love it, love it. And back on like the whole crying about things, (laughs) like I don't do it so much anymore, but I used to cry a lot when we first got married Mm. and we would, I would start my tears at one issue and then I would like end it at a totally different place. And my husband's like, we're newlyweds. He's sitting there like, how did we end up? How did we start there? And all of a sudden you're crying about your aunt Sally. I mean, I don't have an aunt Sally, but you know what I mean? Like just super random tears. (laughs) That's so funny because I definitely did that with my husband too. And they're just like, I don't understand you. They're just like, let me hold you. I don't understand. What yeah. do you need me to do? Just support me. Don't Just listen. <laughs> I love the worst that. thing ever is, why are you crying? Don't say that. Like now that we yeah. have little girls, we have to watch that. Like, why are you crying? Like actually yeah, not, not being so condescending about the tears, but just helping them know how to work through their emotions. Yeah. That really means so much, especially in that mother role that you have to set the example. And I talk about this so much where you're not just actually kind of with clients or with your kids, you're not just saying, and you're not just telling them like, yeah, it's okay to feel right. You're actually showing them that it is okay to feel and you're, it's okay to cry and it's okay to feel those feelings. But afterwards, that's when you heal and you let go. Yeah. I, you know, I used to say this before I really even started to learn like the more personal development reason why, but I would always um, tell my husband, I'm, I'm crying right now. I'm working through it. I'm not in the, uh, what did I used to call it? I'm not in the problem solving mode yet. I'm still in the, let me just bask in this emotion, (laughs) you know, and I don't let myself stay there long, but it is very valuable. I think as women to stay there for a little bit of time. And this goes back to postpartum mm-hmm. depression. Like let's just feel what's going on first before we get into problem solving mode. So good. And that, that, that actually kind of stumbled over my words. <laughs> that actually reminds me of when you asked about kind of moment by moment, the masculine and feminine, right? Yeah. So while you were saying it, I recognized it where you naturally do it. 
you don't have to ask yourself, oh, am I too masculine? Am I too feminine? What should I do next to integrate the feminine? We do it naturally because in our core, that's where our balance lives. So problem solving is a masculine energy, but then feeling and allowing yourself to actually recognize it as feminine. So you allowed yourself to say, I need to integrate the feminine, right? Because I don't need to problem solve right now. So that really kind of reminded me of of that time you asked me that because we naturally doing do it without having to recognize whether or not it's masculine or feminine. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Well, if you're listening to this and this is like the first time you've heard masculine or feminine, it's just really a way of explaining two roles. So don't let that trip you up. Um, There are parts of us in our days that are in those, we have to have both to operate and you already probably are doing something with that. Yeah, you are. So, um, this has been great. We kind of went all over the map and I knew we would, <laughs> We did. <laughs> I knew we would because yeah, I mean, postpartum depression, it covers so many different things and I knew we would delve into like all of the things. So this has been fun, but let me jump into the last four questions that we ask every mom on the show. If you're ready. Okay. I hope I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's do this. So one mom or business owner hack to help you manage mother motherhood and business well. Hmm. That's really good. So for me, it's automating. (laughs) Yeah. What way do you automate automate? your life? Uh, I really automate my content with smarter Q where I always recycle my content kind of having it to where, I mean, even with your schedule where you already know what time something is set up where you don't have to worry about it. So when I know I'm working, that's kind of just my work time. So I treat it even though it's more fun and I feel more in flow, I treat my work as if I'm going to a job, even though it doesn't feel like it. Yeah. So when it's time for mommy to work, baby's not with me. So set boundaries too. I kind of went all over the place with this one. Yeah. So automate, schedule, set boundaries. Allow yourself to really feel into your roles and fulfill that because that's when you really notice the difference in your energy. Yeah. Boundaries. We could go on a whole nother 30 minutes on that. I know. It's like one of my favorite things to talk about. (laughs) I love talking about boundaries. It's so important and really treating, I always tell my clients this, treat yourself as a CEO. Mm -hmm. The CEO bring their kid to work, right? Yeah. Allow yourself to really fulfill those roles and see yourself standing in your power for that. For sure. That's good. Well, if you could do it all over again, what would you tell yourself or what would you start with? Mm. And this could be motherhood or business. Definitely why I teach so much on the masculine and feminine, because I was too masculine. I would push myself way too much when I didn't allow myself to feel those feelings through postpartum depression. And I would say, do take it based on really how you're feeling. If you don't feel like working one day, it's okay. And for me, I didn't allow myself to do that. Yeah. Love it. Well, what is your favorite app, software, or system that you'd recommend right now? Oh, gosh, SmarterQ. If you have never tried SmarterQ, it's the best automation for your content ever. I love it. I'm I'm not sure if you use that, but it's different than like Buffer or Hootsuite, I believe, where you have to go in and just reschedule your content or recycle it yourself. SmarterQ, you go in and it automatically cycles. You don't have to lift a finger. So kind of like, uh, what is it, Edgar that does that? I've never tried that, actually. Meet Edgar? That's what it's called, I think. Yeah, Meet Edgar. Yeah, I've never tried it, but 
definitely like I have some stuff on my on my smarter queue that's recycled like 15 times. That's awesome. <laughs> but it's good because one came out in like January and the one that's recycled is coming out like in March or in yeah. April now. <laughs> so your audience really doesn't catch on to it. Yeah, because there's always new people added to your tribe. So sure. really they they wouldn't know that you posted it a couple months ago. Brilliant. I love it. Well, uh, last question for you. What is the best book you've read? And then what are you looking forward to reading soon? Gosh, I have a lot of amazing books. Um, the one thing, though, that recently has changed my life is The Judgment Detox by Gabby Bernstein. I'm not sure if you've read it. No, but I've wanted to. So I don't know the premise of it, but like, this is totally another tangent. Mm-hmm. But like five or six years ago, I had this thought that, um, that what if we spent our time not talking about other people, thinking about other people, criticizing all that stuff, judging, right? Imagine what we could create in those pockets of time if we didn't let ourselves do that. And I, I think that's kind of the premise of the book. That's so good. Honestly. Yeah. I'm excited to read it because you're not the first person. I don't think that's recommended. You have to read it. So she also talks a lot about judging self. Mm. which we can face a lot as moms, right? I'm not a good mom. I'm not a good wife. I'm not a good business owner. So I, I highly recommend the book because I allowed myself to really recognize where I was being judgmental to myself or others. And then just send love, really feel into sending that loving energy instead of passing yeah. judgment. I love it. Well, what are you looking to read soon? I am actually planning on reading Open Wide by Melissa Ambrosini. Okay. It's, it's one of her new books, and I'm just excited. She's such a good author. So she also has something called Mastering Your Mean Girl. I believe that's the exact title, but I'm excited to start reading more. I'm actually finishing up The Big Leap. The Big Leap, sorry. Oh, yeah. I need to get back to that one. That it's one's so good. good. Gosh. The portion I, I, I read before we moved. Forever. <laughs> yeah, we so we moved about a month or so ago and like most of my books went into storage, but the ones I've like am currently reading, there's like 10 of them. <laughs> I read bits and pieces here and there. Um, but I need to get back to that one. You keep reminding me. People keep reminding me. It's so good. Honestly, I recognized an upper limit I was experiencing when I hit more money in my business where I didn't feel worthy of it. So mm-hmm. I started self-sabotaging myself as a mom, which had no relation to it. <laughs> but it's really the essence of upper limits and self-sabotaging when you do reach those huge, amazing goals that you do deserve already. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Well, this has been so fun. Tell everybody how we can connect with you and all the exciting things you have going on right now. Yeah. So you can really, everything is so easy to remember. (laughs) You can find me on Facebook and Instagram at Her Divine Wealth. My website is herdivinewealth.com. And then also I'm launching my podcast soon, which is her Divine Wealth Podcast. So Yay. super easy to remember everything. I love to connect with all of you. That's so awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing all of your knowledge and experiences and just being as real and vulnerable as you normally are. We absolutely appreciate it. Thank you, Katie, for really having me. It's been an honor to be on the podcast. I'm just so excited to listen to this and actually reminisce on what we've talked about. It's so good. Thank you. 
Thanks for joining us on today's episode. If you loved this show, help me spread the word to all your other mama friends by taking a screenshot of the show today and posting it to your Instagram stories. Don't forget to tag me at Katie Fleming and let me know what you loved. I'd love to feature you on my stories as well when you do that. So if you have not joined our community, go to 1kmomtribe.com. This is a free Facebook community of women who are getting it done in their business and in their family. See you inside.